0: and the brave new world begins. When all men are paid for existing, and no man must pay for his sins, as surely as water will wet us, as surely as fire will burn, the gods of the copybook book headings with terror and slaughter return.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Copybook Headings podcast. Uh, if you're joining us for the first time, this podcast is inspired by the poem by Rudyard Kipling called The Gods of the Copybook Headings, where every week we take an old saying, proverb, or maxim, we break it down to see what we can learn from it. I am your host, Patrick Payne, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Andrew Stevens. Andrew, how are you?
2: I'm doing great. How are you?
1: I'm doing awesome, man. Um, just uh, I'm excited for this this one. This is a good one. Um, had a, had a good week. How about you? How's, how's life over there?
2: Yeah, good. You know, just the usual, uh, kids, kids getting sick. So. Oh yeah. We've that, got that you know, too.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's to...
2: We're at the phase where we're, we're get, we get psyched out. Like they've had enough colds.
1: Mm-hmm. I
2: think that they don't get hit too hard most of the time. So we, we thought we were out of the woods and then, you know, how often, uh, you know, week to week and a half later, they'll get an ear infection after a cold, so that's what we had with our youngest and she was just oh, no. miserable and up all night. And, but I think we're, we're out of the woods now.
1: That's good. Yeah. ear Infections are the worst. We had one of our kids that had him so much that he had to get the tubes put in his ears. Mm. Oh yeah. But yeah, those are no fun, but uh, yeah, it is the season for the colds <laughs> and the sniffles. So, yeah, yeah. We have, <laughs> we have that to look forward to, but I do, I, I am loving the, the cooler weather, the leaves and everything. I love this time of year. Yeah. Are you are you a me. hunter? Do you, uh, have you been
2: out? Do you go out in the? I haven't been out this like year.
1: That? I'm I'm kind of a, a wannabe, I guess, a little bit. Like I, I I've tried several times, but I'm just yeah. not good at good enough at it to really <laughs> ever get anything. So uh, I haven't been out this year. I've just been too busy. How about okay. You?
2: No, I mean I've only. I'm not. A I'm not a hunter. I've been hunting, like in college, I had a roommate who was was into hunting and had some land up in montana and so i went bird hunting with them up there ducks and and pheasants and stuff um but the thing is like i never i never went through like hunter's safety and up in montana if you're an adult they'll let you hunt but uh, Mm -hmm. where i'm at in utah you have to go through the training and everything so i haven't Mm -hmm. i haven't bothered to do that
1: Oh, yeah, I did that, and I got my license, so I can hunt. I've been out several times. I had a friend um when i was who whose dad had a bunch of money and he had like a ton of land, and they owned like their own pond on their own land, and they would yeah. stock it with fish and so we'd go out on this little pedal like one of those paddle boats, you know that oh yeah, yeah, and we'd go fishing, and he would just throw in the the line and pull out a fish, throw it in pull out a fish, and he'd hand <laughs> me the he'd hand me the pole and I would throw it in. And nothing would happen yeah. and so he would just laugh hysterically he's like you're the worst fisherman i've ever seen like <laughs> i've never seen someone who couldn't catch fish in this pond and i'm wondering if maybe my fisherman's luck is carrying over to hunting now that i've started doing that because I, I never get anything but yeah i do <laughs> anything i enjoy doing so i like doing it but yeah, i'm not good at it but uh yeah uh okay well sure <laughs> yes i
2: digress here
1: <laughs> yeah should we get into it tell us uh yeah. tell us what we're talking about this week
2: uh, a common one, something everyone's heard, mm. uh, measure twice, cut once.
1: Yeah,
2: um, and this one, you know, it's got a a pretty long history, uh, throughout Europe in particular, um, English proverb, a Russian proverb, a Gaelic expression.
1: Mm.
2: Um, the, the oldest version that, that I found in, in this article was from the, uh, Italian artist and sculptor Benvenuto Cellini. He wrote an autobiography in the 1500s and he uses the expression mark seven times and cut once. So Mm. um, yeah. And and there's some, in those variations there's different, you know, numbers uh, as we found with, with some of these that, that deal with numbers and and measurements, those like to change. But, But yeah, so that's, that's kind of the oldest one that, that we've found is kind of in the Renaissance.
1: Yeah. That's an interesting one. Um, yeah, very common. I mean, I've, I remember my dad telling me this a million times while we were doing some construction project or something. Uh, not sure if I always listened, but you, you learn quickly if you don't, if you don't listen to this one. Uh, what was it about this one that had piqued your interest?
2: Well, my, my wife recommended it actually. She was, she's working on a a, a sewing project for the for the kids for halloween and so she she kind of joked why, why don't you do that one and i said well that's a good one let's do it <laughs> so, yeah nice because um, yeah yeah so it comes up you know in any of these kinds of uh creative endeavors so with with her with her quilting and cutting the fabric you, you only have one shot at it um you know to if you, you mess up your cut too short it's you have got to find something else same with you know carpentry, as you mentioned, that's what came to mind for me first. Mm-hmm. Um, carpentry, leather crafting, anything like that. Um, the what I found was interesting, though, is this this Cellini quotation talks about um, getting in, he He's talking to the Pope, um, and and kind of um, he, he's. Let's see here. Basically, like the talking about the the finality of like getting executed, you know, and, uh-huh. and you know running into that problem, he's kind of saying, you know, you'll remember that my my enemy was lying about me, and um, and and if you hadn't been so gracious and thoughtful, you know, I might be dead, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you'd believed what was said about me, um, but but since you stopped to consider it. You you could see through the see through the lies right so that's an aspect I hadn't thought about in the kind of interpersonal or or when analyzing situations more broadly than you know the physical actual um, cutting of materials.
1: Yeah, that's interesting because when I hear "measure twice, cut once," I've always only thought of it from a literal um, yeah. interpretation where you know you're you're working you're doing some woodworking or something you know cutting two by fours or. What have you? Measure twice, cut once. Good advice. But yeah, I think there's broader, broader applicability in terms of a bunch of you know, in interpersonal life, in uh, decisions you make. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, taking big decisions, making sure that you're, I don't know, what, what, what would you say about that? Just just being being cautious about before making a, a permanent decision.
2: Yeah, yeah, really, really. That that's kind of the the key word there is the the permanent aspect. Um, anything you can't take back easily, you should make it a habit to, to stop and, and analyze it and stop and think for a moment, at least take a breath and <laughs> clear your head. Um, yeah. something that, uh, I, that reminds me of, uh, a a custom among the, among <clears throat> the Russians and, and I don't know if the other people in that, in that region, but, um, before taking a trip, like... Uh, the, the custom is to like, you've got all your bags packed, you're about to head out the door, but before you do, you sit down for a minute and you just kind of relax and clear your head. And that's kind of when you can remember all oh, the things that you forgot, right? Uh, oh, forgot to close, close the garage door. You forgot to pack this or that, but it, you just kind of, you take a, you take a beat and, and, uh, and think about it before you head out the door, kind of on a, on a permanent, uh, trip or something. At least that's harder to, harder to fix once you're out the door.
1: So that's a Russian custom, huh? Yeah. That's really interesting. I'd never heard about that before, but that's something we should do with all our kids. Yeah. We always forget something. We should all yep. take a beat. <laughs> Although if we take a beat, we might lose control of the kids, but I um, <laughs> have to do it all over. But yeah, that's, that's, that's a good one. I like that. Um And uh, you mentioned the, so Cellini, he was writing about, uh, uh, he was going to be executed or something. Is that what, is that what was happening?
2: Um, yeah, let's, let's see here. Um, all right. Yeah. So I'll just, I'll just read uh, a couple sentences from, from it.
1: Okay.
2: Um, so he said, if a greater power had not controlled the working of my inauspicious stars and hindered that which they've violently menaced me, your holiness without your fault or mine would have lost a faithful and loving servant. It must most blessed father be allowed that in these cases, where men are risking all upon one throw, it is not to do. Um, it is not wrong to do, as certain poor and simple men are wont to say, who tell us we must mark seven times and cut once. Your Holiness will remember how the malicious and lying tongue of my bitter enemy so easily aroused your anger that you ordered the governor to have me taken on the spot and hanged.
1: Mm. So,
2: so yeah, just the sense that. Um, yeah, just, um, and he, he mentions that this is a saying among, you know, the simple men, simple craftsmen and stuff that, um, that it's good to, to consider before you make that final, final decision.
1: Yeah. We see a lot of proverbs that come from maybe tradesmen or people that work with their hands because they learn good life lessons by, by doing stuff like that. And this is probably one of those, one of those ones as well. That story by Cellini reminds me of you know, when you discuss capital punishment, or in in modern society, mm-hmm. uh, most countries or places that have that in place and have that as an option, there's all sorts of checks around that. You know, there's usually like multiple different um, appeals processes that that the the that the convicted can go through, right? Yeah, to make or sure even that are
2: mandated that they have to go through.
1: Um, That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And so, um, that, that to me seems like the same type of thing. If, if you're going to n- impose this punishment, the ultimate, the ultimate of the permanent punishments, yeah, you better be sure about it. So measuring seven times or, or in this case, you know, trying someone or reviewing the case that, that many times is, is, mm-hmm. uh, maybe a prudent thing. I remember, yeah. I've, I remember hearing years ago, you know, how much it costs to, to, to to send a prisoner to death row or something. I remember thinking it was crazy how much it costs. But then when you think about all the courts and everything that goes through, then, then you kind of start to see how it, how it all adds up. But, but yeah, that's Mm -hmm. the first thing I thought of in that story because, because we, we, we do that now.
2: Yeah. Um, so do you have, uh, do you have any, did anything come to mind for you with this one? Well, any uh, examples from, from life or, um, did you say it was your, your dad taught you that one when you were, when you were younger, that, that proverb.
1: Yep. Yep. We would, uh, anytime we were working with cutting anything, you know, whether it be two by four piece of wood, PVC pipe, doing, doing this, that, that, or the other, it was always measured twice, cut once. And usually it was more than twice. Like you said, the numbers can vary, but it was usually, you know, measure, 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 make sure you got your measurement correct. And then, and then do the cut. Um, I mean, anyone who's ever worked with their hands doing that sorts of things has, has, has for any amount of time, you know, has run into the experience where you cut something too short and you're like, gosh, dang it. And then you got (laughs) to go back to the store or whatever and get another piece. And it's frustrating. So yeah, a little bit of caution can, uh, can, uh, go a long way. But, uh, I think this as a proverb, um, what makes it interesting is the broader applicability, right? Um, it is good advice when you're working in the garage, but it's, it seems like it's, it's deeper than that.
2: Yeah. And, and it's also a cool one. Cause I think this is one that just gets passed down. So, um, so readily, like, you know, you heard it from your, your dad, I'm sure I heard it from mine mm-hmm. and just to think like how many, how many centuries going back, um, has that, has that been taught? Yeah. Um, kind of unbroken because yeah it's it's a good life philosophy you like because it's even the most experienced people who work with their hands uh most experienced craftsmen they are the first ones to 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 talk about this right like Mm -hmm. and and you know you could be 30 years into a career and they'll still say measure twice cut once you know Mm -hmm. and uh um i I think it, it goes to Certain kind of a, a pride in in one's work and craftsmanship that um, that you make this a practice and everything because it's easy to, to think okay when you're working with something really costly or, or a really big decision, really expensive materials like you, should, you definitely remember it then, but it's almost like you're at least for me when I, I I'm still inexperienced enough at, at certain certain endeavors that I, I kind of get in my own head. Cause it's, Oh, I don't want to ruin this piece of leather. It's really nice. I don't like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, but when like you're in the habit with even the little things, even the inexpensive things, um, I, I think you get to the point where you don't have that anxiety about, about the big stuff because you've made it a habit. You already know that you're going to be, careful about it. You already know that you checked it twice because that's what you do. That's the kind of person you are.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And maybe as you gain experience, it can be tempting at sometimes to, to not go through the process. Um, mm. even, uh, you know, very experienced airline pilots who've been flying for however many years or decades, they, they live and die by checklists. Um, yeah. they'll, they'll, they have their pre-flight checklist and they check, 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 check. And, uh, they, they never fly without doing the checklist, even though it's, I'm sure it's been committed to memory many times over at that point. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, all right, let me play devil's advocate for a minute here and just say, why would you want to measure twice? Like, okay, I, I'm, I'm a careful guy. I measured the first time I marked my piece, whether this be a literal working with, you know, a material or, or, uh, some figurative life thing. Um, Why do I need to do it twice if I've already done it once?
2: Um, I don't know. (laughs) For me, it's the, the experience of uh, it's gone wrong enough times with that, 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 uh, that I need to consider carefully about throwing this one away about this proverb away. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, for me, I I find often that mistake isn't always just in that final stage of that final measurement right before the cut. It's in like the calculations I've been doing beforehand Mm. or the measurements I was taking as an example before I went to, you know, so like if you're, if you're checking at each stage, if you're double checking at each stage, that's how you remove those errors. Like you were saying with the flight checklist, Mm -hmm. um, because, it's not just the very last thing where you're going to get in trouble. It's, it's things leading up to it that might have introduced error.
1: Yeah, well, I think that's well said. And what, one of the things that came to mind for me was um, we talked about, you know, the, the Cellini who is, you know, going, going to be executed, but we may not have that extreme of examples in our day-to-day life, but there are things that we could do or say that could have a very permanent result you know mm-hmm. if you said something in anger to somebody that could have a, a very lasting impact yeah. whether it be your kid or a coworker, or a friend or your spouse um, to me this this uh you know applied more broadly is just teaching us to slow down before we do something that is going to have an impact on the world around us um, yeah. a permanent impact and stop and think twice, whatever process you went through mentally to decide, I'm going to say these words, or I'm going to do this thing, do it one more time to see if you've made any errors along the way. The first time, if you were rushing, if you were not thinking carefully enough, if you were going too fast and see if it's still what you want to say, and it's still what you want to do. And if it is, then go ahead and do it. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, that makes, that makes perfect sense. I, I like that a lot. Um, cause I hadn't, Thought of specifically specifically about that aspect of of just you know saying, simply as as saying something mean that you can't take back, you know that mm-hmm. that can really destroy a relationship, um, and being clear headed about it, and that made me think about things you can do to make yourself not clear headed, you know, substance abuse and things like that, where that can remove the filter, so to speak. Um, the filter being, you know, that second thought about what you're about to say. And, and you can, um, you can try and take things back, but people know that when you're being, when you're being sincere about something, uh, especially something negative.
1: Yeah. In vino veritas, they say, right. So, (laughs) Mm -hmm. so sometimes they, they say things that they, that they, uh, might've better left unsaid. Um, but. But yeah, what made me think of it is sometimes people will talk about how words are, are cutting, you know, a cutting mm. remark or a word to cut somebody. So when yeah. they thought of measure twice, cut once, your words can cut. So same type of thing, um, be, be measured in, in what you speak and, and maybe do that a couple of times before you before you do that. I mean, I run into this situation all the time, um, parenting. So my kids will do something really bad and I'll want to say something to them. And or even just throw out a punishment immediately. Hey, you did this, you're grounded, you know. Whereas if I waited five minutes or 10 minutes or an hour, even or till tomorrow, I still have the option to discipline just the same. Yeah. Um, but it gives me more time to think and make sure that I'm doing the right thing. Cause once you say it, then you have the options of either sticking to it and maybe it was too harsh or not appropriate and you have to stick to this thing that's not appropriate or walking it back and you know, making yourself kind of look foolish. And then also, you know, maybe, uh, uh, hurting your, your, your authority position a little bit. Cause you look, you look like you don't know what you're doing and now the kid's frustrated. And, and so, um, yeah, that, that's, that's what made me think of it is that those situations where you're, you're going to make a, either a cutting remark or issue some edict and yeah. you may want to, you may want to think twice.
2: Yeah, that's, that's great. Cause I've, I've heard, um, you know, I'll be coming up on that kind of stuff, I think real soon. Um, but, but I'm reminded of, of the advice to kind of, if, especially if it's something that's involving you, like in, like with, with the kids or something and they they're, do something to you, maybe like how important it is to add that space between, you know, the event and the, the meeting out of the punishment, whatever that might be to, to make it so that that it, it looks as impartial as, as possible, right. That, that kind of justice is, is separate from the heat of revenge or something like that. Right. Um, so that, that's great. That's great insight.
1: Yeah. hundred percent. Um, and, uh, so, okay. So what do we think about, we always, every episode we talk about the, the gods of the marketplace, right. The antithesis to these copybook headings. Um, what do we think about society at large? Does it norm generally agree with this, that you should be measured in your approach, that you should think twice before making a permanent decision or, or is society telling us the opposite? Do you think?
2: Um, well, you know, like usual, it's, if it, if it can, if it's a good proverb, you know, there's often a big push against it in our current society. Yeah. Um, especially when it comes to, um, you know, bad news throughout the world and things, people just really want to jump to conclusions. They wanna rile people up and then if they're wrong about what's going on, you know, they'll try and sweep it under the rug or or just ignore that they ever said it, you know, no, no apologies for for being reckless that way. So that when at least that's the first thing that comes to my mind is is things like you know, reporting a story way too early or things like that, missing things.
1: Yeah. Or, or someone who, you know, social media comes to mind, people uh, maybe saying things they didn't mean. And then also the flip side to that is we've had friends that have lost their jobs over something that they posted online and maybe, maybe a valuable person who's smart and capable and they lost them out of their organization because they they jumped to some conclusion that this person was a bad person or the thing that they said, we didn't, we didn't, didn't make sense to us. Or we thought it meant some, this or that or the other. And, you yeah. we see a lot of, a lot of knee jerk reactions in society today. I think that's the way to put it is, is just, we see knee jerk reactions everywhere um, yeah. on, on all sides. And I think this is telling us to, to slow down and, and, and think twice before making, making those decisions.
2: Yeah, especially because there are there are bad actors who are gonna take advantage of that knee jerk reaction, right? Like, sure, um, you know the people people getting fired for for something they say online or something like that. I don't think it's necessarily that their their bosses had the knee jerk reaction to it that they didn't like it. It's it's that someone else was looking to find fault, find offense. And then they blew it up enough to get a knee-jerk reaction from a boss, right? So it's mm-hmm. there are people out there who are trying to stir things up. That um, that it's good good practice to to take what they say with people what people say with a grain of salt. People who are riled up and, and take another look at it.
1: Yeah, it always surprises me when someone's you know gets in trouble at work or gets fired for saying something online. With no with no previous warning, you know they didn't know they, they didn't yeah. say, hey, well, you know, you, we don't want you to embarrass the company, so going forward, we you can't do this or you get, you got to delete this tweet or get rid of this account or whatever. That is usually not not any any talking through it. It's usually just, yeah. oh no, scramble, you know, yeah. hairs on fire, do something, yeah. and then and then they they do something extreme. So uh, I, I mean, I wonder how if it's ever happened. I'm sure it has <clears throat> where there was someone who just within the same organization who didn't like a coworker or something and happened to know that they're doing this, that, or the the other online and, and brought it to the HR's attention because they want their job or something like that. It's just, it creates mm-hmm. all sorts of perverse incentives when you have yeah. uh, um, organizations acting in such a knee jerk way.
2: Yeah. And, and it goes to the sense of, you know, what we were talking about with, you know, justice, both, on the small scale, like with, with kids or on or the, the severe scale with, you know, capital punishment, where there are checks that you need to have, there's that space that makes sure that justice is served rather than, you know, the, the mob mentality.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's right. <clears throat>
2: uh, how else do you think this one is, is regarded um, by broader culture and
1: society? Um, sometimes, you know, it's funny because society is sometimes they're, they're quick to, to judge quick, to make big decisions. And then other times, um, it seems like they'll take it to the opposite extreme. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We see people who've been like dating and cohabitating for like nine years. They're like, well, I'm not sure if I want to get married. Like what, (laughs) what else is there to decide? You know, it's like they're measuring 7,000 times. And yeah. refusing to cut, you know, sometimes it's just that there's yeah. this, uh, arrest development analysis, or paralysis, analysis, yeah. paralysis. Exactly. Something like that.
2: Yeah. That's, that's a good point. That is, um, that's something that, that afflicts me for sure. Um, you know, my wife could tell you it took us a little too long to get married. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. Um,
1: but you're here now. You did it. Yeah you got- <laughs> I did it you got through
2: it well what what does it take to overcome that cuz if you're i mean if you're in your own head you're you're kind of stuck there so like uh i mean from my experience it's you know having good having good uh counsel good advice good um people that you trust that you that you can listen to you know that
1: mm-hmm.
2: know you well like my my dad is a good uh, sounding board and and you know appropriate levels of nagging for, for things like for yeah. things like that yeah um, yeah so I guess it's, that's to answer my own question but
1: yeah and it can and it can be can be scary sometimes because even if you've measured several times and you know your measurements are correct you still then have to do the cut and you may yep. not be the most skilled cutter right yeah so so it may still be I. St- Okay, I cut I measured this. I know for a fact this measurement is correct. I've tr- double checked it, tra- checked it, triple checked it, whatever. Now I, I still have to go freehand and cut this piece yeah. of wood with with my saw. and I, if I mess it up, it's still going to be, you know, scrap.
2: Yeah, there's still that skill aspect. yeah.
1: And the only way to get that skill aspect though, is by cutting, right? I mean yep. this, that's literally the <laughs> only way to do it is yep. by making decisions and, and okay, you've, you've, you've done your checklist. Now it's time to, you know, the, the wing flaps are up or whatever. (laughs) It's time to land the plane. You know, you got to do it. There's, you've done everything. And so, and so, yeah, that it's, there's a little bit of, uh, that aspect of having enough confidence to, to try and, and having the courage to be willing to fail. You've done your preparation. You know, everything you've done, everything you need to do. Now you just have to, to execute and, and, uh, you, you could succeed and you, you might not, but, but, uh, yeah. You got to do it.
2: That's great. Um, I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to add to that too much. I but I do, do want to say, like, I, I tend to get negative on the uh, the gods of the marketplace. But I will say, you know, as we we're talking about with this, this one does get passed on. You know, yeah. this is a, like from from person to person. This is true, and and people appreciate this one and hold it hold it dear. I think it's just maybe people don't fully appreciate the the aspects in which this applies, you know, but certainly at the, at the very basic material level, people get this one, they understand it and, and see its value.
1: Yeah. I think, although I do think, um, it's easier to apply something simplistically to a piece of wood than when you mm-hmm. try to extrapolate that into interpersonal life, then yeah. it gets messy and then it, it may not be as adhered to as well because it's, it's, it takes a little more wisdom to apply it, you know? So Mm -hmm. everyone might agree, oh yeah, before I cut this piece of fabric or whatever, I'm going to measure it a couple of times, make sure I got it right. But then when that same principle is in their lives about making some permanent decision, they may still rush into it, you know, or, or, or not be, not be careful. So, so I think that's, that's, um, you know, a common thing to see. It's, it's easier to apply these, these principles in a very simplistic situation, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, man, this is a good one. Um, I think it was uh, it's good advice, and I I hadn't really thought much about it in terms of uh, applying it more across the board throughout various aspects of my life. It was for me, it was just a just a little thing to help you make sure you don't scrap your wood. But
2: yeah, but yeah, yeah, that was my first thought too. So I'm glad we were able to explore this a bit.
1: Yeah. Really interesting one. And I'm glad you glad you brought it up. So, well, thanks everyone for listening. We're about out of time, but remember, uh, measure twice, cut once, apply that in your life and uh, and make sure you subscribe to the Copybook Headings podcast. And we will see you guys next week. We'll see you. Bye. There are
0: only four things certain since social progress began. That the dog returns to his vomit. That the sow returns to her mire, And the burned fool's bandaged finger goes wobbling back to the fire. And that after this is accomplished, and the brave new world begins, when all men are paid for existing, and no man must pay for his sin, as surely as water will wet us, as surely as fire will burn, the gods of the copybook us, with terror and...